Hello, we're back again and coming at you with episode 98 of VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast. I think we'll do episode 99 next week and then we'll have a break for a couple of weeks and celebrate the big the century of podcasts in the new year. As always, leave us a review, say anything nice about us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. You all know me, Steve Lillis. You know John Evans there. Um, I think he's in the bottom of your screen tonight. A top, top man and we're going to Really want to talk to John later about um, Josh Warrington. And, of course, in the top corner there, special guest, a straight talker. He's a good guy. One of the good guys of boxing and quite a groover in the ring. Uh, I think he's on the pod for the second or third time. He, he's in his bedroom talking to us tonight. We thought he was in a – well, John suspected he was in a hotel room in Japan with his pal Paul Butler and Joe Gallagher, but he's not. It's Macaulay McGowan. Thanks, Macaulay, for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Just a quick update on you since you had that fight with Sergio Martinez uh, last um, 11 months ago. It must have been. It was last January. You had a couple of wins. What's the plans for 2023, McCauley? Um Looking, hopefully, start looking at English title, maybe. And, um, yeah, stay busy. Keep going. You know, um, I think there's a lad there. Um, oh, I forgot his name. I feel like disrespectful because he's a really good fighter. Um, he's just won the Commonwealth. He had a few losses at welterweight. He's come up to super welter, and uh, he's had a few good wins. He's just won the Commonwealth title. You got Sam Giller. He's got the English title. Yeah, and they're all good fights for me. Even Josh Kelly. You know what I mean? Like he's a great fighter, but you know he has his flaws. And you know if I get myself up there towards the back end of the year, I get a voluntary or something like that. You you never know. So um, I'm going into the year quite happy, quite motivated. Yeah, so you look back on 2022, you know, you had that fight in, against Sergio Martinez out in Spain. You've had a couple wins since. You must be pretty pleased with it because it must have been great just, you know, going over that to fight Sergio. Yeah, it, it, it was crazy. Like this time last year, I started training for him. Um, it flew by. Um, he, he boxed last night, actually. I think yeah, I know. In, in America somewhere against some unknown guy, but... Yeah, just the whole experience, everything. Like, I've been fearless this year. Like, knowing that I've shared the ring with him, like, it's just been a year of pretty much growth. I mean, I've had my bad spots as well, but, you know, I've got two wins. I've had three fights, which doesn't seem a lot, but that's the most fights I've had in about six years in a, in a yeah. calendar year. So, <laughs> yeah, so we're slowly, slowly creeping up. The, creeping up again, getting activity, staying, staying in the gym. It's good. I've, I've had a good there. Uh, you're looking good, Nick McCauley. You know, sometimes you go up and down in weight, don't you? But at the minute, you look you look trim. You look like you've been in the gym all year. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's mad how much, like, staying in the gym, actually, how, how my body, even when I'm out of shape now, my body is actually looks all right still. Whereas, like, normally it's yeah. like I get skinny and then go fat, whereas I've kind of kept a bit of, like, a bit of shape to me, like like an athlete, more, more of an athlete, really. So, yeah, I'm going to the new year in a, in a really good place. Um, um, what's been in that gym changed? How has it changed your style? Um, as in my style or as in me? Everything. Go on, everything. Yeah. Style and you. Yeah, just my attitude, really. Um, Joe, Joe has a different approach with each of his fighters, and I think I think he kind of found a soft spot for me. And I don't know, it kind of it kind of works for us. Um, he just keeps in the gym, like. He knows when to put it on you and you know like to turn it on and knows when to like just leave you to it. Like you're a fully grown man, you'll you, you know what to do. And then other times he's on you. I don't know, he's just changed my attitude towards boxing. 
He's my manager now. So he kind of just said, "Well, you just you come to the gym, don't be fat, and I'll and I'll do the rest. Like I don't want you to worry about anything else. So I've kind of just I just I don't worry about anything. I just turn up to the gym and and I, I do my best. And then I'll whatever fight he puts me in or whatever direction he wants to go in, I, I have full trust in him. Basically, I just trust who I'm with, so I, I can give it everything. Well, you know what? It's brilliant. You're you're ending the year in a good place, and that 2023 looks good for you, Macaulay. Uh, that's fantastic to hear, and we look forward to seeing the progress next year. I'll tell you what, you and Sam Gilly will be some fight, just thinking about it there. Yeah, John, that's, that's John's sort of fight. John's excited. You can always tell the look on John's face when he's excited for a fight. That's John, one of John's fights to see in you know 23. We, men- we mentioned, didn't we? we, mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we had all them fights on one weekend, all them different shows, and we said Sam Gilly will get lost. And yeah. when he had that fight of the year contender the time before last, he should have been built into a little bit of a star and he got buried again on another undercard. But he looked good again, didn't he? Yeah, he but looked good. That was a good... It's like, like a highlight wheel, Gilly, isn't it? That, that was a great match for him the other weeks. It was a fighter he knew well from sparring. And from the first bell, he looked like he, he believed he had his measure, and he did. Yeah. You know, it was a good performance. I think he got a knockdown as well on the way. To the, the, on and since his defeat, and uh, he's looking good, but yeah. yeah. Well, good. we'll kick on with a podcast. You know how this works, McCauley. Six rounds, three minutes each round. John's on the bell there. Uh, are you ready one for one. round one, John? No. Hang <laughs> on. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're all yeah ready. We're ready. It's, it's one of your topics, John. Um, Hall of Fame and Carl Froch. Yeah, Carl Froch. I think it's well-deserved, Carl Froch getting in the Hall of Fame. Um, and you know what? Really makes it obvious that it's deserved. When you look at how people are going about the careers nowadays, you know, picking and choosing fights, picking a route to a world title and then milking it and, until they're too old and then going into a big fight. Whereas Froch just faced danger man after danger man after danger man. As far as I'm aware, he never said no. I, I seriously doubt he ever said no to an opponent. And I think the way Froch went about his career, it's just magnified by the way people are ducking and dodging and diving and avoiding tough fights. Froch deserves to get in the Hall of Fame. He, he had a couple of defeats to other Hall of Famers like Kessler and Ward, but well-deserved, and I, I was pleased he got in. He's a caveman. I love him. He was he was a caveman as a fighter, a throw a throwback event. He would be he would have been a throwback fighter when these guys fought ten times here. I'm a massive fan of Froch as a fighter. I love his dry sense of humour that a lot of people don't see through. Um, deserved. And my moment with, with Froch is after the first Kessler fight in Herning. I was so lucky to be there covering that fight. He got out of the ring, Froch, and he walked past. He'd lost the fight. You know, he'd lost to Mikel Kessler. You know, in a massive fight away from home, you think you get out there, ring your head down. He got out the ring, and I was just standing, and he walked past where Bunsy and myself were standing. He looked at me, he said, "Did you enjoy that? It was great, wasn't it?" So he'd, sure. he'd been in that. So that tells you all I need to. Anyone needs to know about Carl Froch, pure warrior, pure caveman. Love him and totally deserved. What's your your opinion of Carl McCauley? Oh yeah, since since he's retired, um, I, I got a newfound love for him. Uh, on the commentary, he's a uh, Dry sense of humor, like you say. I thought, how are people not understanding? You know, Twitter going mad. I think, how do people not understanding that he's literally having a joke? And uh, yeah, well deserved. I think I put someone on Instagram saying got the best resume of any British fighter, especially yeah. in the years. And I mean, I think uh, that rubbed up people the wrong way. They're like, surely not. But I can't go into the history. I think I'm not a massive historian. But but then look at his resume. Like he fought yeah. every every lost or won. He was still there. 
like you say, he was a throwback. Like I was watching some old fighters, like the old fighters back in the day, where they used to have their hands low and they used to get out the way and, and stuff. And Cal Frotch was like that. He, he was he was unbelievable. And I think at the time, as a kid, I didn't really appreciate him. But now, being older myself and, and, and looking back at his career, I think, wow, what an absolute career. Like, I think it's how good of a career he's gone and kind of went, kind of got missed a bit with the British public. But yeah. uh, well deserved. The moment what sums him up for me is it's from yeah. Frotch and Groves one, and it's not the stoppage, it's not him getting dropped. But I was, I still think back and smile about it. I was lucky enough, it was in the old days before you, when you didn't have to have a mobile phone to be on press row. I'll have a whinge about that at the end as well. But <laughs> I was sat two feet away, and in that sixth round, Groves was hitting him with right hand after right hand, and it's the most brutal round I've ever witnessed up close. Just so, so tough, so, so hard. And from that point on, he got better in seven, eight and nine. And he, he was just an absolute, a bit of a superhuman, really. Just a, a tough, tough guy. Yeah. Round two, um, McCauley's first topic. One we speak about a lot, but it's great to get McCauley's, what he's got, McCauley's got to say about him. Journeyman. Yeah, okay, we're going, yeah. Journeyman. So I've noticed this last 12 months or so, Journeyman, You've, you've seen a lot more wins, a lot more close fights. I'm, I'm seeing these small old shows and thinking, oh, that'd be a pretty decent fight, that. I don't know if it's a new crop of journeymen, like white-collar fighters turning over with a bit of pride still. Um, there's one kid that I mentioned who was a amateur with me, well, not with me, but come from the same like year group and stuff we've always seen at championships. Carl Sampson. Yeah. He turns up, gets the wins. He he could be English leveling. He could yeah. be an English if he went down a different route he still could I don't know but he chose to go down the journeyman route and I just Louis Lampoch I hope he said his name right last year getting win after win uh, Lee Connell I mean he's just retired but is it the is it the boxing is it how much the medicals have gone up how stringent the board have been I don't know like journeyman Jordy Grannon put an interview out there saying man like yeah. he's coming to fight and stuff and I'm thinking this is good this is brilliant like the, the They've got a bit of an ego about him now. They're like, come on, man. If, if you're good enough, you'll be good enough. If you're not, tough, tough crap. So, yeah, that's, I think it's good. <laughs> so, what, Mark, we've had this before. I'll just give an example of German, the love and the pride they've got and the anger. Um, by the way, I, I, I've met Jordan Granham properly for the first time on Saturday. I had to meet him at Liverpool Lime Street and take him to a show. One of the best guys you'll ever meet in life. John, he's right up your street to interview at some stage. He is a proper fella. But Saturday, about journeyman, their pride. Um, Saturday night, and how much it means to fight every week to earn money. Rustin Fatkulin, very good journeyman who's over here, living in Southampton now, got cut Saturday night uh, on the Liverpool show. And the mood he was in afterwards, because he got cut and got four stitches and can't box this weekend. It was like he lost a big fight. And the doctor was stitching him. I was seeing this, and the doctor was saying 28 days. No, no stitch. I fight next week. You cannot do this. And his face on Saturday night, it was not a man to be messed with. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it you just know, shows the pride, the pride that they've got. Well, yeah, no, I'm glad, why I'm glad you brought up Journeyman. Because, you, know, you know what we need to do, though? We need to get some of these guys on the big TV shows because we're seeing it on the small holes and we're springing upsets on prospects yeah. on, the, on the small holes. It's not happening on the big shows, is it? I think if you give some of these, if you give... Uh, Carl Sampson a shot on a big show. I think he's more than capable of turning over is. some of these. Of course he is. Look. Oh. 
round three, my first one. This uh, fight, I think it's been, we talk about matchmaking on here quite a bit. Like how, well, Conor Ben is one we used to bring up a lot. I just think the job that people seem to get get stuck into boxer, the team at boxer quite a bit, Ben Shalom and all his team. I suppose because it's the, he's the new kid on the block and people aren't familiar you know, with them. But I tell you what, the job they've done and the way they've matched Chris Billum-Smith is absolutely perfect, the job they've done with him. He's in this fight Saturday night, Almond Oxhard, I'm not sure the pronunciation there. Since he lost to React Port, I don't think there's been a better fighter matched to well in this country. You know, after that fight, he had a couple wins against guys with good records, but totally beatable. I think Craig Glover, and was it Fawnley, Nathan Fawnley, and... Since then, he's had Tom, Tommy McCarthy twice improved it in the second fight, and then he beat Isaac Chamberlain. I think the job they've done with him and Carl Greaves, the way he's matched him, has been absolutely fantastic. And it just shows what an art matchmaking is. You know, we don't see a lot of it these days. We saw Ernie Fossey used to do it, Dean Powell, Mickey Duff, the way they've matched guys. And that matchmaking has put Billum Smith on the verge of a big fight, you know, a big world title fight. And he's almost becoming, a, I just see him in Bournemouth becoming like Josh Warrington is to Leeds, a major regional star. And that's going to make him a lot of money. Yeah. Go on, Manka. Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking about this. Um, I think I think in Britain a lot, we, we, we'll build the product and, and don't build a fighter. Whereas I think, from that react poor loss, they've really built a fighter. Like even though they've kind of like they've kind of like built him up, but said you've got to kind of prove yourself as well. Like we're not just going to build you into this product and like um, cash in our chips. You've actually built a very very solid fighter. So I've I've enjoyed watching it, every fight he's had. It's, it's been a good fight at it. So uh, yeah, I, I, as a fan, I've just been enjoying it. That make that makes it more likely when he does get this world title fight, he'll be ready for it, doesn't it? Yeah, this is it, really. He's come through tests. He's been battle hardened. You know, yes, it's, exactly all these like it. tough fights and stuff. It's like building his armor, isn't it? So when he does get into this this big fight, which he's going to get, you know, with boxer putting the money behind him, he is going to get a world title fight. He'll be ready for it. Yeah. You know, if it yeah. does get tough from round seven, eight, nine, ten, it, it's not going to come as a surprise to Billum Smith because he's already been in tough. I mean, look at that Chamberlain fight he had. Yeah, you, you, that, that's exactly it. The way they built him, and he might not win a world title, but when he's in there, he's gonna he, he's gonna show he belongs at that level. And it's because of the sort of fights here, the two fights with Tommy McCarthy, the improvement from the second fight was fantastic. Yeah. A couple of them were on matchroom, weren't they? I think he yeah, fought, and then they, he I think, Tommy on the matchroom. Yeah, I think the was the second one box. I was he. Yeah, Something but like they've that. done a good job in for three, four fights there. Really good job. And they're making him that star down in Bournemouth. Uh, round four, about boxers losing belief, John. Yeah, I, but um, Tiafimo Lopez, he, he's unique, isn't he? <laughs> I think you see stuff from Tiafimo Lopez that you'd never see from any other boxer. He's, I don't know if he's too honest. I don't know if he should hide things more and stuff, but every emotion's on full display, isn't it? And when he was leaning on the ropes the other night saying, do you think I've still got it? Do you think I've still got it? I don't know. Is that a is that a glaring weakness when he fights these other lightweights? They're serious boys, aren't they? Like Shakur, Tank Davis, Garcia. It, is that something that, ta- that Tiafimo can overcome? You know, them, Macaulay's the best answer in yes, this. Yes, yes. If you've got them self-doubts, Macaulay, can you go into a, a fight with someone like a Tank Davis and beat them if that little doubt's in your mind? Yeah, um, I think I think after that fight, 
I think after that fight, because how he's gone about, he's used to being the big star, blowing everyone away, being this this meteoric rise, like, wow, he's beat Lomachenko, to then boxing this pretty much unknown southpaw on the world stage, even though we do know who he is, and just scraping through. I think he was just feeling a bit down on himself. Probably has got a bit of self-doubt, but I think if you did book him a fight with the big boys, I think throughout the training, I think all boxers have doubts. We all have doubts, like, it, it, we're only human. I believe we've all got doubts. So, but I think, like, if you said to me, I'm, if you said to me you're fighting Golovkin, I'd say I'd, I'd get knocked out. But if you said, no, you're actually fighting him in 10 weeks, week by week, day by day, I'd start getting the confidence and the belief that I will now beat Golovkin. You know what I mean? So, obviously, it's different for TFE. Well, you're going to be, but you're going to be boiling him down to light middle at 41 year old, <laughs> aren't you? Well, you know what I mean? So, Tiafimo, like, he's just an honest guy. I love it. I love seeing someone so raw. Like, he's only saying what other fighters have probably fought, which, and they've maxed over. I think, I, I think he's okay. Like, I, I think he'll be all right. Me, personally. Yeah. That's just me. You know what? I think that thing on the rope, on the rope, when you said you were coming up this topic, John, I thought about it. Now, I haven't seen the fight against Sandor Martin. I've just seen the, that clip. But you know what? With, with that, you know, uh, maybe Macaulay again will know this, but... It's a selfish sport, a lonely sport, lonely sport, and with selfishness and loneliness, has got insecurities have got to come. I don't yeah, know. Is that I, I, you? You can identify maybe more with that, Macaulay. Maybe you felt like that before. I, I don't know. Yeah, but the boxers. Uh, me personally, I'm an overthinker. So sit me in a room for half an hour myself, and I'll overthink the most simplest of tasks. In so. So, like, boxers need a good support network. Maybe they don't need someone hyping him up, but they need someone, you know, giving you a bit of, telling you the truth, but also giving you a bit of, like, a bit of a pat around the back. Maybe just at this moment in time, the next few months, need a bit of a pat around the back instead of a telling off. But then, you know, the telling off's have the time and place and a pat around the back at the time and place. So that's up to his team, you know, to help him out. But, yeah, great. he's obviously thinker. <laughs> great topic, that, John. Um very good. Round five, Macaulay. You want to talk about prospects you've seen this year? Yeah. So obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna be biased. Uh, I've got Clark Smith in the gym. <laughs> um, I think from where where he was last year to just twelve months later, he's had three pro fights. He's extremely dedicated. He's a southpaw. He hits very hard. He's very professional. I just think he's got a big year coming up, and he's a prospect that we should watch out for. As long with, um, I don't know if you've seen Saturday, if you're doing out Saturday uh, afternoon, but Rihanna Dixon, she was with Crawler. I think, I don't know if she's, in, in terms of women boxing with the amount of experience, is she a prospect anymore? She's had an eight-rounder. Uh, she's probably going to the big league next year, but she looked at the career best performance. I just brought this topic up because I thought I'd, I'd like to hear off you, you know, she's seen the small hall stuff. Yeah. You think so? I'll go, for, do you want to go first, John, or, or me? That's you can go yeah. if you want. Oh, I'll go. Well, I'll tell you what. This one, no surprise. Hassan Az or Azim. Um, is not yeah. got the Adam right Azim. one. Yeah, who beat Ryan Charlton the other week. Um, I think he was fantastic. Absolutely brilliant, Azim against Charlton. He was, you know, again, it was matchmaking to make him look good. But the, you know, the shot, the way, the way he throws you, everything about him, I'm just impressive. Obviously, there's still question marks, but. There's a potential superstar. And, uh, you know, I was on Sky's back a bit at first, the way they were hyping him after one or two fights. But I'm starting to see, I think the hype's real. 
Um, on the small circuit, the one I'm looking forward to seeing how he develops this year is a VIP boxer, Joe Howarth. Um, yeah. I think he's looked really good so far. He's fighting journeymen, he's stopping them, and he's hurting them. You know, again, you know, we, we want to see what he's like when he's put in a fight. I'm certainly excited about him moving on to the next stage. And it is VIP podcast, so I will go for another one. I want to see how, what Brandon Dale does next year, the super flyaway. Yeah, see, Dayard's been too in- inactive, hasn't he? I was going to yeah. say Joe Howarth. I've got a few. I like Callum Thompson, Macaulay, yeah. who yeah. you know. He's always looked good to me. But one who really stood out on um, Joyce and Parker undercard was James Hennigan. All right, James yeah. Hennigan really looked the part. A couple of other, Sam Noakes, isn't get, he's getting overlooked. Yeah. I don't know if you'd call him a prospect anymore. He's got a couple of belts. I thought Adelaide looked really good for a heavyweight. Made yeah, he's big got better. Last time out. And I think Zach Miller's come on a world. Yeah. You know, when he, he turned over, he was on his feet. He was moving everywhere, dead skittish. And they were worried about his skin. But he's that's getting what, better and better and more and more solid and, and doing well inspiring with some good people. So, yeah, there's plenty around at the minute. Yeah, Zach, Zach I think, is a really good fight. What worries me is his skin. I saw it. I remember yeah. he had that fight in Bolton a few months ago and he, he won it well. But he was... You saw him afterwards. You thought he, he, he if you, who's the winner, who's the loser? You would have thought he'd lost. He really, really bangs up. Yeah. Final round. A big one. Really want to hear from John on this more. We got a lot because um, he was there the other night. Josh Warrington, you know, should he? You know, Josh made it clear he's going to box on. It's just, you know, what what should he do now? I mean, up. You know, I'll be very brief here. I just think unless it's a big fight, Lee Wood, Leo Santa Cruz. You know, something in America what he's always wanted. I don't want to see him have to have a couple more tune-ups to get back in there. Um, you know, I haven't seen the fight the other night at all, so I was in Liverpool for boxing. Um, but most people will tell me, say, it wasn't a robbery to, against him, like it wouldn't have been a robbery if he got it. I just wanted to see what you guys thought, particularly you, Jonks. You, you know, you're very close to Josh, and you may well have spoken to him since. No, I text him, but understandably, I don't. I wouldn't reply. Um, do you know what? I, I thought Lopez won. Yeah. I, I I thought he won by a couple. Um, and if if the fight had carried the first eight rounds, if it had carried on like that to the 12th, I'd be saying it might be time for Josh to stop. But his nose, he broke his nose after about a minute, which obviously puts a big spanner in the works, doesn't it? But it was the way from 9, 10, 11, 12, he dug in. You know, he still had that fight in him. He still wanted to fight and he, he closed the gap a lot. He probably won three or four of them last four rounds. And that just changed my opinion. He still had he still had plenty left. Um I don't think he's what he was, but you can't be at thir- a 32-year-old featherweight yeah. who's been a featherweight since for, he was eight. For a long time, yeah. And I don't think I think we've said it before, coronavirus didn't damage anyone's career more than Josh Warrington. Um if you look think back to the night he smashed that Sophie and Takushi in two rounds. Oh, at Leeds, October 2019, October. 20, 2020. No, October, yeah, but, that was in, yeah, it was the French, was it? Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, October it no, 2019, yeah, 2018. Yeah, he beat, beat Selby, he beat Frampton. He smashed Takushi in two rounds. And if someone had told you his career had gone the way it's gone since then, I, I don't think you'd have believed him. Um, I don't want to see him have four more fights. I don't want to, probably wouldn't see, like to see him have three. But if Josh can have two meaningful fights, accomplish what he wants, a fight in America, another world title fight. I think that's a hell of a career. But the last four rounds just gave me belief that it's not quite the end yet. 
Yeah. I, 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 I bloody mad in it. He beat Carl Frampton, like you say, or Lee Selder, vice versa. I think Josh Warren's because of his the style. He is a bit limited. I think he's got that style where I think because he beat them two so convincingly, everyone's like, oh yeah, it's sweet. Like he'll he'll take care of mandatories. He'll do this. He'll do that. Whereas I think they should have just chucked him into a big fight straight away. Kept chucking him into away, big yeah. because because. He's got that type of style where he could get beat off some unknown, which he has been twice now, you know what I mean? Been beat off these unknown kids. Like, we've had world champions, like, you know, in the past where they have been a bit limited, and you, but they've passed out against the big guns or they've gone straight into big fights where they could have got beat off a lesser opponents. Just that sort of style. I think Josh has got that style where, you know, where he could, where he was always going to come unstuck against some unknown top eight or something, whereas he should have just put him in with a big boy straight away. Which is no fault of anyone's coronavirus, trying to stay busy, blah, 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 blah. But might work in his favour, the fact that he's been beat now. You know, one of the big boys might go, oh, that's a good fight to, to bring him over. So he might get his shot in America now, you know, and, and cause a big upset. It might even be a bigger night than he'd ever imagined, a big, massive upset overseas. Yeah. So I, I, I hope to God that happens for him. Yeah, like I, Steve, I, says, sorry, Steve says fighters have periods where they're unstoppable. Yeah. yeah, he was unst he was unstoppable after Frampton and Takuchi. That's right. Yeah, and they should have. That was the point then. I know there was a change of promoter at, at that point, wasn't there? Yeah. But after Takuch, that was that was the time. I think he'd have beaten any featherweight on the planet. Yeah, I any. just think I just hope he gets he, if he has a he, he doesn't just you know is happy to take sort of not nothing for him, but yeah meaningless fights just to get back in and he just goes in the big fight. I think that's what he'd want. He'd only do anyway. But you know what? I just think I think in my lifetime now I'm sixty. So say I drop dead in fifteen twenty years time if I'm lucky, right? How many more fighters in my lifetime British are going to start with little expectation when they turn pro? And go on to world title because it's so much harder now to get and on sell TV. Out, sell out you know, football stadiums. Fill out football stadiums, 25,000 Selby. It's not going to happen in my lifetime. It hasn't happened too often. And that's why I, 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 I still want just one, one not, not a, not a 3,000 word chapter. I just want one more ch short chapter in the career of Josh Warrington. You know, the one thing you did prove Lara's not destroyed his chin because Lopez. Being ringside, Lopez could punch. Yeah. And yeah. Jesus Christ. And yeah, Josh got the nose went after about a minute. And then for, I, I would imagine if I'll ask him in a, a few weeks, I'd, the first six rounds were probably pretty fucking hard, to be honest. And he kept going and kept going, kept that belief and turned it around in the end. Uh, he finished stronger. So they're all good signs. But yeah, his chin's still and, there. And before we go, John, you said you want to have a little rant at the stop of the show. I want to come right. to that at the end. So you, you just go away. If this is as good as your lightweight rant of about a year it ago. Won't it won't be as good as that. The, um, right, I've not been to a big fight for a bit. I've been sticking to a small hole because I think the yeah. fights have been better this year. But I went and luckily enough, I, got, I was sat on the front row in the press seats. I was sat with Andy Whittle. And the YouTubers were either side of us. So we all sit looking at the phones all night, not particularly asked about what's going on, talking to each other, watching the phones. As soon as the final bell goes and the Warrington fight, they get the tripods out. The tripods go up in the press seats. So I was sat in the, I was sat in the middle and four to my right-hand side, four to my left-hand side, they've got the tripods on sticks pointing at the ring. You can't get out. You can't move. 
and they all come alive and we're all reaching over and grabbing grabbing people for little quick interviews. It pissed me right off. Oh, fucking hell. Do, no, do you know properly, what? Do your pre-fight work. Oh, go go on, to a post-fight press conference. Go to a pre-fight press conference, but have a little bit of imagination. Get exclusive interviews. Don't just get the same sound bites off every single person in a row. Do your job properly and don't block the press seats with your tripods. That's right, John. Oh, uh, you know what? It's just like the mix zone at football when the footballers go right me off. But you know what? What annoys me about, look, they're doing their job. And, you know, this, you know, it's the way boxing journalism's gone. What annoys yeah. me more about it is there's fuck all feeling for the sport. That's no. what, maybe because I'm old and I'm 60 now. I'm an old school. No, I, so many of the newer journalists have no fucking feel for the sport. And that's what no. does me. I love and care for the sport at all levels. But there you I, go. I've noticed, I've noticed it since I went pro. But I yeah. went pro in late 2013, 2014. Like, I don't know when I like, met yourself, John, met you, Steve. I was just, I weren't no special amateur. I was just, I was just a lad. I'd won maybe a junior ABA title and that. I was just a pro. But like, he's giving me your time still. Whereas like, now I'm, I'm noticing like videos or whatever. They like, they've got, they just want who's, who's going to get in the most views straight off. That's what yeah, it's all about. Fighter. They don't actually want to know about good kids that not, they want to know who's the hype train, right? He's the hype train, right? We'll get videos in, he'll get us views. Whereas like, no one's actually taking the interest in like, the, the the smaller guy, the the, the other ones now, and then, like you say, no one's feeling for the fighters anymore. And I think I'm lucky I got to experience that early on. So I'm a, like now when I'm not old, but I'm like a bit like, oh, don't worry about it, sort of thing. If no one's asked yeah. anymore, but like these young fighters who like who may have been in the position I am in, they're Hassan and Azim or Adam Azim's, like they're just getting like pushed aside a bit, or he's not going to get me many views, so you know won't really worry about him. It's just yeah. like you say, it's, it, it's it's just what they just want quick results, don't they? Videos yeah. want quick results, instant results, instant likes, instant views, and no yeah. one's actually working anymore. And yeah, the questions cool. are all the questions are all there's no feel for someone who's just been in a hard fight. Yeah. It's yeah. who's next? That's What's just, next? Are, you know, it's just totally throwing it forward, yeah. Such and such yeah. stopped him, you didn't stop him. <laughs> what do you think of your performance? And and then just asking people, oh, fuck, let me see. Um, oh, hang on, let, I can sure I can think of an example if you give us a couple of seconds. Oh, just coming up with uh, Gareth Davis bullshit about did you have a shower? No one. Don't even it. get me going on that. What? Ah, uh, I tell you, I'll like to say got to someone no like him. They've got no feel for the sport. If someone just had an hard fight, don't go bullshit about who's next. I'll yeah, tell you what. We want to get fat for a few weeks. I mean, let imagine if you. Imagine if you said some what of Tommy Frank and Josh Kelly got in common. How many would say they're both British champions? No, no. Well, you stopped me on that one, Tommy Frank. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you. No, Tommy Frank. Tommy Frank. He boxed at the in Withyshaw at the British Legion before he got knocked down. He beat George Brennan. There's the one. God, Blarry, oh, you're throwing that. I tell you what, you're <laughs> throwing that one in at the end. You know what else we do? They, they all just dismiss... <sighs> right, they dismiss titles like English, British, European. They're serious, meaningful titles. They just dismiss them as yeah. useful steps or, you know, this yeah. is a, a, a nice step up to the next level. It's a British title. For a lot that, of fighters, that, that, that's, that's everything to some people. Everything fresh would be it's to everything. me. I've seen people getting interviewed before European title fights, 
and they don't even mention that they're fighting for a European title. Oh, That's mate. one of the most prestigious belts you can possibly <laughs> you get. You know what? You've really got one here. You've really got one here. I'll tell you what done my head in, right? <laughs> oh, I was um, working for Sporty Stuff TV at the show in Hull where Roman Fury made his debut, right? Yes. So yeah. about halfway through the night, Michelle Phelps turns up with Radio Raheem, whatever he calls himself, TV Raheem, I don't know. I mean, if you call yourself Radio Raheem, don't, don't, don't come on, don't even speak to me. But there you go. But they turn up, they turned up, they drove up from London, right, to, to Doncaster Racecourse. It was, did I say, I said, oh, I'm so wound up by it even now when you mentioned it, it's come flashing back to me and got me going. To speak to Tyson Fury, they didn't speak to one kid that was on the show. Oh, walked in so, the show. It's, it's eleven fight. It was a good fight. So there was a great fight with Jordan Ellison, and um, you were there. Right, was there Mold, yeah. Ellison and Mold. in that night. Interviewed Tyson and went. You were too busy <laughs> doing an eight-hour commentary to notice them, John. But that's oh, what we're dealing with. Mentioned before, Ellison, John Ellison. What a great, what a great fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jordan Maybe Ellison, tremendous. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's unbelievable. He, yeah, he, he beat oh, Jordan. Jordan should have won titles, shouldn't he? Yeah. He beat Mike Connor, who's now Southern Area Champion, in the quarterfinals of the NABCs a few years back. Really, yeah? Yeah, beat yeah. Donner, yeah. Oh, Martin, Who did he well. turn over a few weeks? He turned over Dylan Cheema, didn't he? Cheema, yeah, the prize fighter winner, yeah. You know what? Because yeah. you texted me that day, John, do you remember? And yeah. said to me, he's this on price, Ellison. have a bet, get on him. Yeah. And I never did it, and you told me to get on yeah, it that day. When he, when he fancies it, when he turns up to win, he, he'll beat most. He'll beat most. Yeah. All right then, fellas. Well, well Reese Mouldy, very close. That could have gone the other the other was very close fight the other week. Yeah. Fellas, McCauley, brilliant guest. We'll get you on again in the new year. Thanks very much for coming on. John, as Thank always. You. And John, do you have a shower before the pod? Like, you know, like Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everybody for, for for watching, listening. It's been I've really enjoyed it tonight with uh, these two fellas, McCauley and John. Um, thanks for your insight, fellas. Thanks everyone for watching and We'll see you all next week for the final what bell to bell of 2021. 2022. It's been a long day. I'm getting my years wrong. For all boxing, info, news, and latest interviews, amateur and pro across the north, click and subscribe. VIP boxing promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.